Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 197, and uh, we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation here on the show. But before we get on with it, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash P.S. This is awesome. Go visit us over at Twitter at P.S. This is awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list, which we're going to talk about later on the show, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And as always, you can write the show at P.S. This is awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends and make sure to leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit so as a reminder this is a video podcast as well you can go watch the show if you prefer over at our youtube channel so make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel where we're putting up content when we can but you'll always get a weekly video podcast like this if you subscribe and it will show up on your subscribe channels so for new and or long time listeners we do have a Patreon where you can support our show at a $1 level called the One and Only $1 Club. So make sure you head over to www.patreon.com slash PS. This is awesome to become a $1 patron and you can get a free die cut vinyl sticker that way. A shout out on the show and uh, show a little bit of a $1 a month appreciation. Throw us a little bit of scratch and uh, eventually we're going to put all of that to something relating to the show. So, uh, we would appreciate it. With uh, out of the way, Jake, how are you today? I'm doing okay. Yeah. Tired. It's been a long day. I mean, Mm. all this time of year, my work days are always long. So, it's nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. But first day back after break. So, it's going to be a little bit tiring. Yeah. Yeah. And we're a little late on the show. So, if you don't follow us on Twitter, uh, you didn't see our. A little message and uh, while we while we are you know really really going to try to get these out on time every weekend post a show you know family comes first holidays come first uh, loved ones comes first not that we don't love you all but uh, you know we have to be family members as well so unfortunately you know Jake and I both work full-time jobs and this is a labor of love where we make very 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 nothing money but we do appreciate the patrons we have and we're going to dump that money back into the show somehow. So thank you. But yeah, so uh, holiday breaks, holiday whatever. Uh, can't promise the show is going to be 100% on time. But we will do a show. That is the plan. So I uh, apologize for coming out a little bit late on this one. We're recording this Monday evening. Uh, we hope you all had a nice Thanksgiving. And everybody stayed safe and, and got to spend some time with their family members. Jake, I... Uh, Man, I'm just so stressed after today at work. I I can't I can't bottle it in. Like before we started the show, I said I might just fucking vent for a second. So where I work, no one we have no in-house IT people, right? Not one person. Unfortunately, I know quite a bit about computers and technology, but I don't know enough to go into a fucking server room and like fix switches and shit. Like I'm not like that in tune with it. We do have a server room. Needless to say, I get into work this morning, and uh, I'm the opener at our office. So I get in, disable the alarm, uh, walk walk back to my office, and as I'm walking back there, I hear like a 
beep, 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 like that. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? So <clears throat> anyways, I get back. I kick my boots off. I put on my work shoes because it's snowing here now. So I, I have to do the two, the two boot, the two shoe game. You know, you go to work in boots. You have a pair of work shoes at the office and you swap them out. So I kick off my boots. I put on my work shoes. I go find the source of the sound. And it's the fire alarm. And it had been faulted. It, it, it had like started, it had been triggered at some point. So now I'm like in a little bit of a panic. Like, am I walking into a fucking, the office is kind of big. Like, is there a fucking fire now? You know, and of course my boss uh, does, was actually scheduled off. And uh, so I'm looking around, man. I'm like, what's going on here? And uh, the fire alarm is actually real close to the server room. Needless to say, there's no fire. And, uh, and it's such an outdated alarm. It's like got a panel, right? And it's got like an LCD display. And it says like, O3 fault, fire, uh, not, some, it's something really, really bizarre, right? And I was like, I don't even know what that means. Like, what am I, I don't know what this translates to. So my first thought is, is to get this thing fucking quick, quit beeping, right? And I'm afraid it's going to, like, call out to, like, the local fire department and they're going to show up or some shit. And there's no fire. So, looking around and I'm like, God, I don't, I don't even know how to shut this thing up. I've never used the fire alarm. So, then I, you know, I call my boss, of course, who has the day off. Because <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do? And and she's like, I'm like, is there a way to, like, turn this thing off? And she's like, well, you know, you need to get into the into the server room and make sure, you know. Because once in a while, we've had some flood issues and we had some snow. So she's like, maybe something, maybe there's some water in there, some water damage. Maybe maybe something's going on behind that door. You know, you got to get in there. And I had to remind her that my key, the only key I have for the office is supposed to open the front door. Now, we have padlocks all around the building, right? And that's how we get in. You know, security code, you get in. I can disarm the alarm, security code. My actual physical key should be a master key to every single door in the office. I've told people about it. They've never given me one. So it is only a key for the front door uh, to lock up at the end of the day. And I don't even close anymore. So I told her, I said, listen, I don't have a key to get into the server room. I can't get in there. This, this, is, this is a terrible situation. Um, so she's like, oh, here, here's where an extra key is. Go here, 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 grab that, and then you can get in. And I'm thinking, thank God this isn't a real fucking fire because this would be a disaster. Um, I grab the key. I get into the server room. It's fine. There's no water anywhere. It's all locked up nice and tight. Everything looks nice and tidy. So I have no idea. In the meantime... Uh, there's an investigator at our office and he's sitting across the way and he goes, good luck logging in. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, I can't get logged into the server. The servers must be down or something. And I'm like, what? And we're coming in after a holiday. You know, we had four days off. So I'm thinking, oh my God, like I just want to hit the ground running. So anyways, I'm like, all right, well, thanks for the heads. Because yeah, my clock is four hours behind. I'm like, oh, we must have had a power surge then at like midnight or one or something, you know? Two, whatever they kick back on at you know maybe three four o'clock or whatever in the morning so i'm thinking okay so maybe a power surge like fuck some shit up i still don't know how to restart these servers because like it's like a real server room there's like shit everywhere you know stuff flashing and like it looks like you're walking into a room in dead space or something it's crazy so needless to say a few more calls with my boss and she's like well go ahead and uh, email so and so and i'm like well i can't because the servers are down I've, i can't get on the internet you know, and now our phones are all done through the internet. So I'm making work calls on my personal cell phone, which is kind of like a you shouldn't do with what I do. I'm not going to get into what I do, but you shouldn't be doing that. Anyways, 
So I'm calling like uh, IT and stuff for my personal cell phone. I'm like, hey, here's the deal. Shit's not working. So all day at work, I did absolutely nothing but communicate with the IT department that's supposed to come service this server, right? All day. And like I'm in charge of the of the room, the, the building, because the, the boss came in, but she got sick, yada, yada, yada. So I was there, left to deal with everything. Talking to this guy at Verizon, because I guess our whole thing is through them. And uh, really nice guy. Super, superb customer service. And uh, he's getting the details from me. And uh, he's like, hey, okay, I need you to look at the, the overture. I need you to look at the, you know, this. Look at the router, the modem. And I'm looking at all these things. And none of this shit's labeled, right? I can only assume that Cisco is the router. You know, the thing that says Cisco. The thing's labeled Verizon or maybe modems or something. And he's like, okay, look at, look at the back. Look at this cord. Follow it to this thing. What's the light show? You know, and I'm trying to, like, fucking talk to him. You know, eventually uh, he came up with what he thought was the issue, and he's like, "All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get a get a get a technician from Cisco out there. We're gonna drop ship the part. It's gonna show up today. We're gonna expedite it." And I'm like, "Why? Wow, you can get it here today? That's insane!" Because I'm thinking about like you know when we order shit online, like it takes like fucking longer than it should. And this guy I'm talking to, who's like the whole way across the state, is like, "Yeah, we'll get the part there by by two uh, thirty today." PM and uh, the technician's going to show up today and fix it all, and you'll be good to go. And I'm like, all right, perfect. Yeah, if you say so, that's great. He gives me a ticket number. I write all the stuff down, text it to my boss. Granted, we had some people working from home in the office that this didn't affect, so we could still operate. But the 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 unlucky few of us who are still in the office to hold the fort down just sat on our asses for all day, essentially. So I left at three. And uh, it's still nothing had shown up yet by three o'clock. And I'd been on the phone multiple times with this guy from Verizon. He actually called me and he goes, hey, I'm looking at the the ticket. I started with Cisco and they're supposed to have their tech over there in the part and hasn't been updated. They should have been there a half hour ago. Are they there yet? And I'm like. I don't think we've signed a man. I can check with the front desk. I can. I don't think any. He's like, well, you should have got a phone call. I was like, I didn't get a phone call. He's not here. And he was like, the guy from Verizon was pissed off. He's like, that's messed up, you know. And he's he's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get a hold of him, you know. And he's like, I'm gonna call those guys and see what the hell's going on. I'm like, all right, please, because we are out of order right now. And uh, this is the trouble with technology, right? So I leave. I leave work. And I got a hold of uh, one of the one of the other supervisors in our office uh, that closes things down. And I was like, hey, did, did the part ever show up? Did they ever fix it? Uh, do I have to report to a different work site? Do I got to let the people that I supervise know not to come to the office because things aren't working? Like, what's, what's where are we at? And uh, she goes, no, the part came. The part came, but the technician never showed up. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. So we have a part, and we don't know that this actually is the issue in the room because no one's actually laid eyes on it but me over the phone with this guy. So hopefully I read the room right, literally. And uh, this technician is supposed to show up at 8 in the morning tomorrow to install this new uh, this new router, this new Cisco router that they think got fried. And uh, if if any of these variables are fucked... It's going to be another day of not getting anything done at work. And I think I'm going to be the one to blame because I fucking told the guy at Verizon the wrong info. I don't know. How could I be, right? Anyway, it's been a stressful day, man. Jeez. But these offices, right? When, when you run everything through a computer system and that server goes, dude, you are useless. 
you're useless. Like we just got rid of our analog phones too, and we moved to like a Microsoft Teams phone system. It's all run through the internet. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be a problem. Like they're they're by they, I mean just society as a whole. The industry is going to have to figure out a way to have a redundant system if everything's going to be online. Because it's like, oh, if fucking Armstrong decides to take a shit that day, then, oh, guess what? You know, like, let's say all your emergency services right. are on fucking whatever. That's you know what, what I'm mean? driving like, at. It's yeah, a, it's a problem. So, like, now I know most of the stuff, even going back years now, most of the stuff that's like super like emergency like military and stuff it's all on like a like a military grade cell network that like is ultra redundant and maybe like all of our internet and stuff will eventually be that which would be fucking awesome it would be rad yeah sick of like the internet going down because a tree falls on the power line or something Or we get a snowstorm right and or we get a snowstorm there's a surge and something goes bad which is i think what happened to us but yeah it's it's pretty we shouldn't annoying because yeah. our our phone system is like that too it's kind of web-based and <sighs> if if we have an issue with our internet then oh guess what you don't have phones now most of pretty much all of us use our cell phones for work anyway yeah. so it, it's not like a huge problem if our phone goes down mm-hmm. but at the same time it's i mean it's not like you guys where like your phone system is almost half of how you do business right so you know it kind of needs to work now judging by my previous conversations with you it sounds like this isn't a common issue but (laughs) it doesn't need to be a common issue if it happens once bad enough it's it's like the psn outage in 2011 if it happens once bad enough it can really fuck shit up well yeah and it sucks really bad especially coming in off of a holiday right with what we do so it's it's really disastrous and Dude, the, cra- the crazy thing of it all is like, I, I just, I guess I don't, like you said, there's got to be a better way, but at the same time, when things are working, things are fine. I, I don't know. I, there was something else I was going to touch on, but it's kind of it's kind of losing me right now. It was about this whole thing with relying on technology and all of the issues that we have, but it's just interesting um you know in yeah that i guess that's all i'm gonna say I, it's just a lot of people rely on me you know and uh <laughs> it's, it's part of it's part of being the big boy that's what you get paid for you get paid to be the responsible one. Oh, and i was we handled it but still i mean like there's still only so much that's in your hands right yeah like i can't make the fix i can get the stuff in place to have it work and get the, everybody on call and get it going and jesus when you're still sitting around waiting my god it's a long time it's a long time sitting there i don't know like i know some people would prefer to be at work and not have shit to do but man i'm the opposite like give me as much you know give me as much as possible and the reason y'all what i was gonna yeah. say the reason we can't use cell phones where i wear is confidentiality issues so we're not really supposed to have them um but yeah it's it's just one of those things where it's just a shit show, man. Um, but let's talk about video games, Jake. You had a good Thanksgiving. I had a nice Thanksgiving. Uh, ate more than I probably should have. And I'm vegetarian, and I still found plenty of food to eat, which is crazy. 
But uh, yeah, yeah. I hope everybody out there had a nice Thanksgiving. Let's talk about some games. So the I, I, usually we talk about the games we're playing. I'm still, I'm still just slow dancing through Darkest Dungeon. I uh, I took I took on a new boss, and I had all these levels. Level six is where you cap out with your characters. And I was like, ah oh, man, I got I got this this lady. I'm just gonna fucking go for it. And she's like a medium level boss, and. Uh, I had to back. I had to back out of the fight. I was going to lose people. I backed out because these are like my best people. And I was like, "How the fuck?" So now that I know how her attacks work, I got to kind of equip my people with different charms and stuff. But I am slowly getting through that. I did buy Resident Evil Three. It was like fifteen or eighteen dollars. Uh, Black Friday on the PSN. I mean, I'm re- the the remake, not not like the uh, you know the original. Man, these Resident Evil games, man, I'm I can't wait to dive into Village. I love Seven. I love Two. Uh, I think Village is going to be fantastic. I want to play Three. They got that Resident Evil movie that's coming out. I hear it's going to be shit, but uh, I'm just I just like the series more than I ever have, and I don't know what it is. And then I've been playing a little bit of that PGA 2K21 golf game that we got. It's really fun, man. It's so good, and it's uh. What's weird about this game, though, the audio. So the audio commentary for the golf game, it sounds like they probably recorded it during the pandemic because it, it, it the audio quality of the announcer is, like, worse than our podcast. It sounds like somebody <laughs> talking into, like, a, an onstage, like, the brand onstage, like, microphone that you get from, like, Walmart or something. Like, it's real muffled. Like, there's no pop filter. There's nothing. It's not clean. It just sounds kind of shitty. And it's like, man, did you guys not EQ the this guy's voice, or are you, are they trying to simulate? Are they trying to simulate like, you know, when the golf announcers talk quietly when someone's about, to, okay, he's on the fifth hole and uh, lining up for a birdie, <laughs> it's like that. But it sounds terrible to me. It does <laughs> to my ear. It just sounds like it's a, yeah. It just sounds bad, man. It sounds like a cell phone audio recording or something. It's so weird. I mean, it, it's dynamic. It, it works good in that regard, but the quality of the audio just sounds off. And I was really taken back by it. I'm past it now, but if you get a chance to play it, it tell me what you think of it. To me, it really stood out. Yeah, that's uh, that's really weird. Because um, uh, you would think like a game like that, it's like a AAA game. Why, you know, somebody in that design that design meeting has to be like, hey, uh, the fucking audio sounds like shit in our game. Maybe we should fix it. I mean, everything sounds good but the announcer, like the guy that's like talking about what's happening, right? It, oh, I mean, it could be like it, you said. You know, yeah, it's weird. It could be that like, you know, the like part of the deal with the celebrity guy that was doing the voice <laughs> is like, I, I have to record this at my house. I'm not fucking going Send in me for a, a video game. And so he just like is recording on like a you know, a pencil mic that came with the uh, a Dell computer in 2000. Yeah. Some sort but of like, USB mic that sucks. Yeah. I, uh, that sucks. I mean, it's not, maybe I'm over being overly dramatic, but like being a musician, like I hear these things and I hear audio quality problems and it's just glaring to me, but maybe yeah. I'm off though. Maybe I'm not right on this. Maybe I expect too much. I think my voice, the quality of my voice sounds better than their video game announcer on the podcast. And it's ridiculous to me. Like, there's just no EQ. There's no compression. There's no pop filter. It just sounds so dry and flat and weird. 
I don't know. You should power it up just to listen to it. This was a free PS Plus game, I think, what, in like September or something? I think maybe. Yeah. I'm, I like it was the recent. game. Yeah. To, to be clear, I, I like the game a lot. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm like the putt master in this game. I'm not very good at always getting a nice drive or, or a good approach shot, but when I'm on that green, buddy, I'm always one putting or two putting. And uh, I've been able to create a character that does really well. So you need to get this game, man. Download it. It's fun. <laughs> what are you playing, man? What are you doing? What are you into? So, um,. So I was playing some more of uh, uh, Forza Horizon 5, which you're talking about sound quality. Mm. Um, the sound in Forza is awesome. Dude, I I'll, I will say, and I'll shut up about this game because I know it's Xbox. strictly Xbox or PlayStation people can't play it. But um, you know how games have like where you're like, like driving games and stuff we usually have or like Grand Theft Auto or whatever, they'll have like a radio. Yeah, and then like you you can switch the channels, and then you know each channel is like a different type of you know genre of music or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they have like fake radio DJs on them or or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this game has the most impressive fucking radio for cars mm. that I've ever heard in my entire life. Mm. Like the the no matter what what channel you're on all of the DJs on all the radio stations are there. They fit the genre of the station. So there's like a classical station mm-hmm. and like the DJ is like talks with like a, like is like soft spoken and really hoity toity sounding. Yeah. Yeah. Like but NPR like, or something. So, but like sounds like it sounds real. Like this doesn't sound like something. It sounds like a real it's not radio satirical. It like it's, yeah, it's not like grand theft auto where it's like super satirical and like over the top. Like it sounds legit. And but like the cool thing about it is when you're doing stuff in the game, like as because the the whole idea of Forza Horizon is Horizon is like this big car festival Mm. where all these cars like show up and do all this racing and do all this crazy shit. Mm. And uh, the thing that makes it really impressive is that when you're doing like random things throughout throughout the um, like missions and stuff throughout the game, when you have the radio like the radio turned on. Like these various announcers will just start commenting on the things that you have done as like the superstar driver oh, for wow. this event, and like it's all like based on the things that you've been doing, and it's all super organic, like dynamic and sounds, and stuff. Yeah, dude, it's it's really impressive. Just from like you know, it's one of those <laughs> things that just kind of takes you off guard. Is like something you never like because that's really transparent in most games. Yeah, when there's like a radio and a car, like music that you can change or whatever. Like most people, it's like okay, that's cool. Like, you know, it sounds good enough that I don't think about it, but I'm not like, Oh, this is awesome. And like, like you, you know, as a musician, it's, it's, it takes a lot to impress me when it comes to like audio and music and like presentation in a game. Um, just because it's so easy to like see the glaring mistakes like you're talking about with audio quality is one or like like audio dynamics is another one that drives me fucking crazy uh, um, when like when it's too loud for a certain scene or you, like it's not like yeah and you can't adjust it and stuff like stuff like that drives me bonkers just from a recording perspective but like this was just an example of this is like I would say probably one of maybe a half a dozen examples where I could say like an audio component of a game has really like stood out and had me be like, whoa, this is fucking awesome. 
yeah. you know, like yeah, 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 yeah. other examples are like, uh, you know, generally it's soundtracks, right? You know, like, you know, game soundtracks that are really good. Something like I heard uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the new game that came out, the soundtrack's amazing. Yeah, I so I haven't play played it, but Sorry, go ahead, yeah. I haven't played it, but I but I heard it's good. But you know, you think about something like The Last of Us soundtrack, yeah. right? Or I mean, Doom I, even. it's not like what's that? Doom. Oh yeah, like Doom soundtrack. Like they, they just captured the game so well with the soundtrack. Uh, Skyrim is another example, but like this is an example of like where the soundtrack is sort of whatever you want it to be. You just pick the genre, the channel that you like, but just the presentation of it with the DJs and like all of the stuff that they do when they shove into it and the organic, how it's organic mm-hmm. is just really just on point for me. That, but yeah, it, can I, let's same topic. That game that I played a while back, golf club wasteland, very mm-hmm. similar, even though it was a, it was like a fake radio that played in the background very rad the way they did it so i'm sure it's yeah. not forza like quality but it's it's it played into the game it elevated the game that's all i'm gonna say yeah it's it's it honestly you don't realize how much music makes a difference until you realize how much it makes a difference <laughs> yeah. like it, it's yeah. like if you don't notice it it's doing its job mm-hmm. but if you do notice it it's for one of two reasons either it's fucking bad or it's fucking awesome yeah those are like but like if it's doing its job you really don't hardly ever notice it but anyway so enough about forza the other game that i'm playing is i've been playing uh skyrim anniversary edition mm-hmm. uh and i don't really have a whole lot to say so i've been playing the um the the ps5 port of of skyrim okay and i'm not that far into it but i mean it's skyrim i mean there's nothing really special that game's like a that game's like a heated blanket for me like do you know what i mean like like they're just they're just games that are like they're like a you know like like a heated blanket or like a you know <laughs> like a, you tried a to make fucking a cup of hot chocolate in wintertime. And you said the same where it's thing. It's like it's like a heated blanket. It's like, it's like a heated blanket. <laughs> it's like yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but like comfort. You know, it's like comfort it, food. Sure. Yeah. Like it's it's one of those things where it's like yeah, I understand <laughs> this game isn't it isn't at this point it's fucking wore out and it's you know it's not that big of a deal. The anniversary edition is whatever. Like okay, I can fucking find wild horses and I can go fishing now. But like, mm. and I have some extra quests. But it's still Skyrim. Like there's nothing special about it. They didn't fix it. They didn't fix like some of the jankiness of it or anything. Um, but it was just like Saturday and Sunday, and I think I guess Friday too. Like it was just snowing outside. And it was cold and I didn't want to do anything. And I was just sitting at home and I just booted this up. I didn't play a lot, but like just sitting there, it was just, I mean, it was like one of those feel good kind of things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, I'm just playing it right now uh, until next Wednesday, which is the 8th Mm. is when Halo Infinite comes out. Mm -hmm. I want to play that, and then as soon as I'm done with that, I'm going to start Mass Effect, the first one. Mm, okay, you so, got to let me know when you start. That way, I know when to start. Yeah. So as soon as I'm done with Halo Infinite, which I imagine will take, depending on how long the campaign is, maybe two to three weeks, mm. um, unless I get like fucking hardcore into it and I'm playing it for like five hours a day or something. But like, uh, just because I play games slow, it'll probably take me two or three weeks. Well, let me know. But um, 
but yeah, I I'm just kind of playing Skyrim as like a filler until then because I didn't want to start Mass Effect and then jump out to play Halo and then jump back to Mass Effect and have to remember where I'm at and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, and I'll be honest with you. I don't remember if Mass Effect has difficulty settings, but just for the sake of my sanity and because of, like, how much time it's going to take to get through all three of them, I'm just going to play them all on easy, probably. Because I really, I don't care about any of that. I just care about the story, really. Yeah. And the character development. That's a really good idea. Which I can do. There's no, there's no reason for me not to just fucking blast through the game as far as you know the combat is concerned. Let's touch and on, our, let's touch on that real quick. And I agree a hundred percent. But how bad does it piss you off when you pick? See, I come the. I think the reason why I always played it, played games on regular difficulty, is because I knew some games. If you played them on easy difficulty, they would cut the game short and be like. Well, you know, apparently you're not ready to play the the final level, so come back and switch the difficulty to medium, and then we'll let you play the rest of the game. What are you talking about? What You've game never does seen this? games that do. Oh, they used to do it all the no. time. They used to do it all the time. Welcome to the PS This Is Awesome Patreon page. For those of you that don't know, my name is Fred Oakman, and I'm Jake Peters, and we're a PlayStation podcast currently in our tenth year. Our first episode aired in July of 2012 where we discuss and speculate on the arrival of the PS4. Over the years, we've used this podcast to take a break from adulting, share our love of video games, and in particular, PlayStation. The audio podcast is available on all major streaming services, and we have recently made the leap to uploading video content and video podcasting to our YouTube channel, as well as the very occasional Twitter post or live stream. Over the years, we have covered everything from PS3 to PS Vita through the launches of PS4, PSVR, and now PS5. As our audience has grown over the years, we have decided to start this Patreon with the hopes of creating a medium in which we can give you the opportunity to help support our show. And as a testbed, we're starting with a single tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. So with your support at the $1 level, we're going to mail you a premium vinyl cut sticker and give you a shout out on the podcast. But at this time, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S. and Canada. But this is subject to change depending on your interest. So whether you're new to the show or you're a frequent flyer, we are forever thankful for your support and hope you can find it in your little gaming heart to join us in the one and only $1 Club. Until next time, like PlayStation podcasting and patreon p.s this is awesome like pc games and stuff like like games like doom or like games like like those kind of i the id software games they'd be like uh, you didn't do that oh dude there were games hold on by the way when you find wild horses in skyrim do the rolling stones play no wild wild horses (laughs) yeah that'd be so good (laughs) (laughs) that'd be so rad uh no, but I, I I honestly like at this point for there's two reasons why I'm okay with playing this on easy. One is because uh I just I don't have the ego anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I will if I am playing a new game and it's I will always play it on regular or normal or medium or whatever the fuck it is that it is like the developer's intended setting. But if it's something like this where, like, I've got a long slog, I've played the games before, 
I'm just going to play it on easy. And cause I just want to do, I care about the story. I don't care. I don't care about the combat in mass effect. I mean, it's, it's good in two and three. It's good. And I hear they fixed it in one, mm. but like to me, mass effect one is more about getting to mass effect two. So I, I, I and mostly just to like get my character to progress and the, you know, and all that. So, um, I, I don't, and plus I just, I have so little time to play as it is that I don't want to take a 90 hour experience and make it into a 150 hour experience because I am beating my head against the wall. And, and some guys are like, Oh, I, I want to play it on hard or I want to play it on, you know, extra hard or whatever. There are games where I think it's necessary. Like to be, to, to give you an example, I personally think the last of us part one, the, the, the way that that game should be played is on survivor difficulty because okay. I think it just drives the game. The, I, I think it drives the theme of the game home so much more than playing it on easy or even normal difficulty because mm-hmm. in normal, you know, you've got like, it's just super grounded. Like even though it's like a little bit sci-fi, but it's like pretty grounded. But like you have this like superpower that you can like hear shit and stuff. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah, So yeah. like, but if you play it on Survivor, it's like the resources are really scarce. So, you know, it's like it you would imagine it would be if you were really in this scenario. Plus, you don't have that like super hearing ability. So you have to be a lot more careful about how you approach the world. Um, so I think that it really adds something there. Mm. But if you're talking about a game like, I don't know, fucking uncharted right okay like to the first uncharted game on crushing is like one of the most tormenting experiences i've ever had in video games uncharted one on crushing is fucking impossible and i beat it i did get there but it was really hard two and three weren't quite as bad but one was really fucking hard and i just don't like i i think that if you if you want to do it like I'll I'll be fucking impressed if you can beat like Doom on the highest difficulty yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But good like luck. on, on uh, you know Nightmare Mode or whatever the fuck it is. But like that doesn't mean that that, that shouldn't mean that I'm any less of a gamer because I don't want to play it on the hardest difficulty. So or that or even I I shouldn't be considered less of a gamer because I don't have as much time and I only care about the story. So I want to play it on easy or you just want to sit down and enjoy it sure and one of the things i appreciate about games now is that they're starting to label the easy mode in their games like story mode instead of easy yeah instead of calling it easy they're calling it like story mode or or whatever you know what i mean something that that kind of indicates that this is a mode more for people who just want to absorb the story and learn the characters and they don't necessarily want (laughs) to you know fight the same fucking horde of enemies 15 times because they can't figure out or they're not as competent as a first person shooter Again, this is old men talking to young kids but, fucking no but hear me out so i'm on because i wanted kids because you you saying that games don't cut off poor parts of the game if you go play on easy i'm like i know for a fact they have and they have to me and it's like damaged me for life because it's why i don't play on easy anymore so i went online 
And I just found a, an article by a Games Radar. It was posted in 2016, and it says games that treat you like dirt for playing on easy mode. The very first picture. This is, but my example does does surface in here. The first example they show is Wolfenstein, and it says very easy mode. Can I play, Daddy? And it's the character with a bonnet and a sucker in his mouth, and so it's taunting yeah. you for playing it easy. So it just makes you say, "Okay, well, fuck you." Then I'm gonna I'll play on. Don't hurt me. Then so yeah. another. Another thing is, is Metal Gear Solid Five. If you die enough times, apparently they give you a hat that is a chicken, and if you wear it, you're spotted less easily. So you have to walk around with this <laughs> shameful fucking hat on, which is actually hilarious. But um, that's, I mean, like the examples that you're giving, though, those are, are funny. They're funny. They're funny. They're like taste. it's in good fun, but, right? It's not. It's not like, but you're talking about cutting content. So here we go. Here we go. Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion. It says, it says the art, I'm reading it verbatim, word for word, what they wrote in the article here. And this is by uh, David Roberts for GamesRadar 2016. Easy modes are supposed to be there to let less experienced players enjoy that incredibly expensive game they just bought. But sometimes they become a sick joke in themselves by removing huge chunks of gameplay, then encouraging players to take on a harder mode. Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion is by far the worst offender. Normally, each world of Castle of Illusion contains a handful of individual levels. Each world... Uh, capped by a boss at the end. If you choose practice mode, you get to play a total of three of those levels, and you don't even get to fight any bosses. Once you finish them, you simply walk right past the final boss and rescue Minnie Mouse, and the game proclaiming that you should now try a harder difficulty to enjoy the full experience. Worst of all, each level is a total cakewalk and doesn't even prepare you for the challenges you actually have to face on normal mode. At this point, why even bother? And it has the, the line it has a screen grab. It says, good job. You saved Minnie from the evil witch. Now test your skills with the normal option. There are many new and exciting <laughs> levels ahead. So that's an example. And then this is the example that I, I figured it out. Well, this one's funny. Monkey Island 2, on the back of the box, they were like promoting that they have like a light version, like an easy version. And it says, light mode is for beginners and magazine reviewers, which was like a dig towards game journalists at the time, because they weren't actually like real gamers. That's funny. But then the one that, that really is the one, and I know this is the game, because you guys have heard me talk about Streets of Rage and how much I love it. Streets of Rage 3. Um, it says... Uh, if you don't want to actually finish the game, if you beat Robot X at the end of Stage 5 on Easy Mode, he taunts you, proclaiming that you play like a beginner. The game then resets, locking you out of the last third of the game. So it says, that's right, the game won't let you see huh. the last two stages of the game because you're playing on uh, nor, uh, cause you're playing on the original Japanese normal difficulty. Because when it was imported and crossed over, their normal is our easy. So if you play it on easy. That's interesting. Oh, it's so frustrating. You know- I will say that, like, after you started talking, I do, I did kind of realize that it's not as egregious as the Streets of Rage thing. But <laughs> if you play, there are a lot of games, have historically been a lot of games, that if you play it on the easiest difficulty, it just straight up locks you out of earning trophies. Oh, that's interesting, too. Yeah. Like, it will, like, it will, you know, you all either, there are games where there's like a, like a, story mode where you just straight up don't earn any trophies and then there are games where it's like if it's easy 
there are certain trophies that you can't earn because you mm-hmm. didn't accomplish some specific task. Right. So it's, uh, it, I mean, I did, we made a whole topic. Of we made an entire show talking. This would have been a great topic I, to research and talk about. But. So, so I will say that I'm 100% for games like Wolfenstein and metal gear solid, what they did. But I am totally against the idea of cutting content. Right, that's for being ridiculous. Uneasy. You paid for one the game, thing right? For a, it's one thing for the developer to poke fun at you and be like, "Hey, hey, now you got to wear a dunce hat." You know, yeah, right. Yeah, don't be a wimp, like or whatever. Like, like I'm sure that's probably not PC nowadays, but like, I think it's funny, right? right? Like, I as a gamer would think it's funny being bad at the game and they like make you run around with a dunce cap on, yeah. but like. You shrug it off, thing. right? Yeah. It'd be like walking yeah, into a bar and getting made fun of by your friends. It's like, all right, yeah, you're right. I fucked up. I've struck out in the last inning. Yeah, get back from a baseball game. Yeah. They're giving you shit. So but but anyway, I but at the same fun. time, it's like like I said, I think that it's it should be acceptable for us to be able to you know enjoy the play whole game. games. To be able to enjoy maybe like cause there are times where because I'll be honest with you, probably every couple years i'll play through the uncharted trilogy mm. and just just kind of because re- i like the story yeah, and everything good. so good and i just play it on like the easiest fucking difficulty yeah and i just blast through the game just fucking kill everybody beat the whole game in like six hours and it's fun and i'm yeah. just like because i just want to i want to see the story you know yeah. I wanna, like it's like watching a movie over mm. again mm-hmm. but i'm playing the in-between parts yeah it's like I, well okay i don't want to you know i i I did the hard stuff. I beat it on crushing. Mm. Like now I just want to fucking play through it and see the story again. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, there's there the digression digressions should be made at this point. Well, there's, because, like, there's bonus know, content it, for but, the listeners there for being yeah. late. So we had a huge discussion. That's a behind the scenes, the, uh, scenes conversation between Jake and I, but you got treated. That's what makes the show so beautiful. I think is we just get on these tangents and we don't really stick to it. We'll do what do, do a, maybe do a mini sode for the patrons. It's like, uh, you know, the best game we played on easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A game worth a game. Yeah. Like what game would you, would you rather play on easy than normal? Right. Those are conversations or what game do you think you should play on a more difficult level to get the most out of the game? Like some of those survival horrors playing on a more difficult game with limited ammo. You might get more from the game that way. It's a cool conversation topic. Let's get into the news here. Jake, uh, PS Plus games for December have been announced, and the list looks okay. Uh, these always get leaked early. Now it's kind of strange. We, we always see these leaked before Sony announces them. But so Godfall um, PS5 game uh, is going to be a December uh, PS Plus game, and uh, Mortal Shell, which I hear is pretty okay. And then the one that I think honestly is like the the underdog, but the one that. I think it's probably going to get the most downloads and the most enjoyment out of most of the PlayStation is Lego DC Supervillain. Those Lego games are really fun, man. They really are. And yeah, uh, they're good. You can't really die. Speaking of difficulty, you can't. I mean, you die and you just come right back where you are. So, yeah, that's what. Uh, that's that's that TT Games company. Mm-hmm. I think WB I think so. owns them. Yeah. Yeah. So those. That's a nice little. This lineup. Mortal Shell game looks fucking weird. Yeah. Is it like a? Is it like a Souls-like game? I, looks- honestly, I'm not sure. I've seen the name a ton of times, um, looking through news and stuff, and it's got an eight out of ten on um, review from IGN, and uh, it's it's sitting around 80, 80 out of a hundred as far as reviews. It says Mortal Shells in action. This is from the wiki, I believe. 
Um, action role-playing video game developed by Cold Symmetry and published by PlayStack. It was released on August 18th, 2020 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Microsoft Windows. A remastered version titled Mortal Shell Enhanced Edition was released on March 4th, 2021 for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. So it's an action role-playing game, and it was nominated for the uh, Best Debut Indie Game. So... It looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it does look rad. I might have to download this. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but where are we going to find time to play these fucking games? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I might just download it and dabble, but it does look like... I, I don't know anything about the gameplay, but visually it looks really cool. Yeah, it looks kind of like that old deep down trailer we got when they announced PS4. It looks cool like that, like over the shoulder, like uh, medieval, like that kind of vibe. It looks cool as shit. But I think the Lego DC Supervillains is the uh, is the sleeper game here out of these three. I think I think that one's a good one to play. I don't even know if I'd call it a sleeper game, but it's probably I, I get yeah, I definitely it's probably the most. What would you say? It's probably the safest bet as far as what is the, um, you know, what is the best game. It's a safe bet for sure. Those quality wise, yeah. Well, hey, here's the deal. We know PS Vita, the PS Vita store is not getting updated any longer. Servers are being terminated for Soul Sacrifice and Freedom Wars. Um, they're both lo- losing their server support on Christmas Eve, December twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. So they're cutting the servers, and those games are very online based. So that's interesting. So I mean, it's probably just saving money. They're probably just cutting costs, and then uh, there's not really a whole lot to say about that. I still have my Vita, Jake. Do you still have yours, and it works fine? Yeah, it seems to. I mean, I only play it rarely, but it does seem like it's. I good, did a so. I did an OLED screen replacement on mine not long ago, and uh, turned out great. Yeah, mine still works good. So yeah. I uh, I can't complain. Although I don't use it very much, they're just not. I mean, it's it's a great little so RPG many games, system for like old. There are so games, games that there's so many games that I wish were Vita games that are not. Like there are a lot of these games that I would love to play on Vita that I just can't. That Killzone game was amazing on Vita. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the thing that sucks about it, though, is, like, I, I went and played Mercenary on my Vita. That was actually the last thing I played on my Vita. The problem was is that, like, I played Mercenary on my Vita after I had started playing Shadowfall. FPS games at 60 frames oh. on PS5. So, like, to go to play Mercenary on Vita where it's literally running at, like, 24 frames a second mm. or something like that, or mm. t- it's, like, it's pretty bad. Like, it feels very sluggish. Weird. Yeah. And laggy by comparison. Um, and But it's impressive that they got something like that running good on game, Vita. Though. So. It is a good game. It seems legit, yeah. Yeah. All right, so Housemark, they tweeted a picture of an unknown image that appears to be from the Returnal world. What's it called? A, a pro, Apropius? What, what's it called? What's that world called? Atropos. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I didn't put it in the notes, but I haven't played Returnal either. But there's lots of speculation surrounding their tweet, Jake. And in the notes, I have the picture. Uh, you can see it there. The tweet has caused many to wonder if uh, Housemark are, in fact, hinting at some sort of DLC for Returnal, which they have been historically known to support a lot of their releases with DLC. So I would not be surprised if we get some sort of official announcement sometime soon. I still really want to play this game, but the deals weren't as good on it as I wanted them to be this Black Friday, so I passed. 
I I will tell everybody listening to the podcast right now, if you have not played Returnal, one, I think you should because I fucking love it. But two, I almost guarantee you that sometime within the next year to two years, it's going to be a PS Plus game. So yeah. if you're not that anxious to play it, just wait. You'll get it for free. So that's that's my opinion on it. At the very least, it's going to end up on the PS Plus collection at some point. Oh yeah, 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 so, for sure. So i I wouldn't I wouldn't really. I mean, it might take a couple years, but if you're not anxious to play it when it does come, definitely play it if you can get it for free with your subscription. It's because worth dipping your toes in. I do. I do believe that even though I struggled and even though I had frustration and there's a lot of stuff about it that I didn't, that I didn't particularly care for, I still occasionally get the call to like go back and play it again. <laughs> like I just, I really, really, I, I think uh, my feelings on Returnal are what I imagine a lot of people feel whenever they talk about like loving a game like Dark Souls. Okay. Interesting. Where it's like, you know, they're like the challenge it beats you into the ground and then you get to a point where you understand the game and then you fall in love with it. And where, while I never got there with bloodborne or demon souls or whatever, at least not enough to be able to finish those games. Yeah. Yeah. I did get there with returnal and I did beat returnal. So, um, you said it got essentially way easier after like the second or third act or something. So the third, they call them biomes in Returnal, That's right. but the third world basically is the fucking hardest by far, in my personal opinion. the The last one is a little bit of a, a little challenge, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The third one, just in terms of like your ability of, because uh, basically the way the game works is as you progress, you start unlocking new weapons, and as you use them and unlock them, now you can find them from the start of the game after you've unlocked them. Well, once you get to like the third world, you start unlocking some of like the better weapons and you start leveling the weapons up as you die and stuff. And then you just start to understand for me, the turnkey as far as like how to make this game fucking easy. And I say easy in quotes, cause it's still hard as shit is the, um, uh, I don't remember the exact name, but it's the pylon driver where you shoot these fucking pylons and they make like this with these web of like lasers that just fucking kill everything that come inside of them. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, sorry, no pun intended. And, uh, the, uh, I don't think it's a pun innuendo. My apologies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew what you meant. But, uh, yeah, no, um, we don't have to, Jersey. we don't have to go deep onto that. No, you're uh, good. You're but, uh, but yeah, I, 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 if they, if, so reeling it back into the news, if it is DLC, I am excited and I would like to think that I would play it, but Returnal is one of those games where it's a skill, you know what I mean? Where like, if I jump back into it, I got to like learn how to play it again. Like you got to get the touchback. It's not like you can just quit playing it. It's like an like an old arcade game. Right, you get fucking good <laughs> at Galaga, yeah, or Galaga, or, or like how pinball you even it. though, or pinball. Yeah, you got that that timing. You know what to expect. Like you know the field. You know the enemies. You know how to do the thing. 
but then you you leave you go away you haven't played it for a year and a half two years and you come back in and you're like fuck i'm rusty i like i gotta play for a while to get back into this it's and a, you'll pick it up but it takes a bit of time it's so a travesty i'm curious but i am curious what this is for sure yeah yeah dude you know what i'm we're going to get into some of our platinum trophies later on the show. And while Jake's talking, if you're seeing me not look into the screen, I'm listening to him, but I'm also going through my trophies so I can type them in. But uh, I thought I platinum Soma. It says I have 100% of the trophies, but there probably isn't a platinum. There's just one trophy for Soma, apparently? I don't think there's a platinum for Soma. No, you're right. Some of those some of those downloadable games don't have platinums. That's a shame because Soma's fucking fantastic. Sorry, we'll, it's so we'll, good. I'm derailing the podcast. I'm very good at this today, folks. Very good. Next news point. Yeah, Jake, what is it? Just say something about it, and I'll, I'll <laughs> chime in while I'm looking at this. Uh, if you're into turn-based strategy games like XCOM, there's a game set in the Mafia universe that is called Empire of Sin. Mm. Um, Have you I don't know that we've talked about this game on the podcast. No, we haven't. It's got Yeah, so apparently it's got some pretty sizable content coming soon. Uh, so if you're interested in that type of game and when we say it's is it actually set in the universe of like the mafia games or is it just a mafia no 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 it's game? not set inside the world of mafia the game it's just that is the uh it's like a period piece the theme yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah I- i've actually heard that even though there's some things about this game that are frustrating mm-hmm. i've heard that it's a pretty fun romp i'm liking these turn-based strategy games and i'm still waiting for the XCOM chimera legion to come to playstation that was like the newer one they came out with and it never made it and it's not available on steam for mac so i haven't been chimera a- squad yeah Is that what you're talking about yeah, yeah yeah as far as i know it's not available yet on playstation and it's so frustrating because it's one of those games like, you know, I've beaten XCOM 2, I've beaten XCOM 1. I really dig that challenge. And I really dig, like, the uh, the whole above overhead strategy. Like, you know, it's just kind of fun. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, this game kind of caught my eye when I was kind of looking through some of the news points. They were talking how this was getting additional content or something. I was like, what the hell is this game? I've never heard of it. And then I looked into it, and I was like, oh, I'll let the listeners know this thing exists. Because I feel like we're lacking in the PlayStation universe really good turn-based strategy games. The Banner Saga was fantastic for that. I love that game. And there's three of those. So the Banner Saga trilogy is is a, is a set of games I would recommend that are kind of like a turn-based strategy and it's uh, your characters can die. It's like permanent death and stuff. And I, I like that that level of playing for keeps in a game, as long as it's not like you have to restart all your progress. So that's kind of like Darkest Dungeon as well. Like you build these characters up, and you have many to choose from. You send them into battle, and one of them might die, right? And with Banner Saga, those characters have dialogue. So when they die the story shifts a little bit and there's so many characters it's really incredible the decision tree and stuff in that game probably really kind of cool and it's not even really a decision tree they do have decisions but when characters die um it it alters everything um so anyways yeah all right so i'm still looking through my trophies jake do we have any more news points uh yeah so you have something here about um, Making Jake do the dirty. A write up on the PlayStation blog about The Last of Us Part Two's mm. guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a write. Uh, yeah, it's so good. Go ahead. Yeah, and it's just it's there's a write up um, 
that links to a GDC conference that was posted on YouTube in August uh, that is about 30 minutes and it talks about the guitar mechanic in the last of us and how they dialed that in. It's pretty cool. I mean, I imagine there's probably uh, a, a, li- a little bit of extra interest from, you know, someone like you or I who plays an instrument. So there's, there's a, a little bit of intrigue there as far as like, how do you sort of map that to a video game controller? Right. And, and the, but, uh, yeah, the, dude, the GDC video that they posted was re- the article is really a quick read if you want to read that if you've enjoyed if you enjoyed how they implemented uh, Ellie and Joel's connection with a guitar in The Last of Us Part Two it's actually really interesting the decisions that they made they, like do we make it interactive do we make it a mini game how do we do this in such a way that it doesn't remove the player from feeling invested in the story and it turns into like a side thing, right? Like how do they integrate it in such a natural way? And they talk about decisions they made and how they did how their original button mappings and how they were going to make the guitar work and stuff and how where they started and where they ended up. And it's just such a cool thing. I remember when this guitar feature came out, there were people actually playing other people's songs with with strumming on the DualShock and they were making the sounds, and then they were singing like the real person, the, the gamer, would be singing the song using the digital guitar. It was really incredible. It was really something else. And then there were some people that were actually just playing songs that were really identifiable on on Ellie's guitar that you you know you had the option to do. It, it was a pause. That's something I'd like to go back and actually get good at. There, I was joking briefly when I started playing that game was I was going to play one of my songs on Ellie's guitar and record it and. Uh, you know, just record the audio from the guitar and then go down to the studio and master it so it sounds really nice and then uh, do some vocals on top of it with, like, my studio setup and see what it sounded like just for, like, a test bed for, like, a fun project. Now, granted, you probably won't be able to sell anything like that because it's their sound. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't even venture to go into that territory, but it would be kind of cool to post. I'm sure you could post it and... uh you know, as long as it's not monetized, even if it's monetized, maybe you could, but shit, I'm not monetizing anything on YouTube because you got to have a thousand subscribers to even monetize your videos. So, but I thought it was a really cool mechanic and a really interesting blog write up. And again, this harkens back to things what I've been telling you listeners, the PlayStation blog has really picked it up as far as content. And it's really, really interesting. The stuff that just pops up on there, they had some stuff on horizon, how they're trying to make the environments more realistic and all this nonsense. And, uh, this thing about the last of us guitar, I thought was really interesting. All right. I think I'm through my games. Um, so I can jump back into the news. Sorry, Jake. I didn't mean to like hit you with all that at once. Do you have any input on this guitar thing? Did you watch that GDC video? Or are you going to, I, I hadn't, I have not watched it it's, yet, it's but I probably will check it out. It sounds pretty interesting. I've seen some videos of people playing some ridiculous shit like Metallica's Nothing Else Matters on yeah. fucking The Last of Us guitar. Like, it's pretty impressive. Fucking playing Tears in Heaven. <laughs> I don't think you can yeah. get that, that detailed on it, but it uses the touchpad is the way that it works. And uh, you can pick out individual strings by where you put your finger on the touchpad. And uh, it's really interesting. All right, so moving on from that, uh, Witcher 3, um, the PS5 upgrade now has been targeted to quarter two of 2022. We might have touched on this. We knew it was going to be 2022, but I don't think we knew what quarter. So now they've pushed it out to quarter two 2022. It's going to be a free upgrade if you own the Witcher 3. And I am so excited about Witcher stuff. We've got the new Netflix 
season coming out here in December. If you're a fan of the first season, if you're a fan of the books, if you like the games, man, what a great one. If you like Gwent, Thronebreaker, all that stuff. It's so good. I'm feeling Witcher right now. I'm feeling it. So I wanted to put that on the... I, man, is this a game you would jump back into, Jake, on the PS5 upgrade or no? It's too much game. Maybe. Right? Maybe. I mean, it's been... Four years. A while. Five years. Problem is, it's just... It's so... That game is so long. <laughs> like, mm. it's... I think it took me... And I didn't even do a lot of the side quests. And I think it took me 90 hours to beat that game. <laughs> so, um... I think that I might jump back in. I, I honestly, the only reason why I would jump back in is because I know Sarah is interested in watching me play it because she's been really enjoying the Witcher books and she's curious about how the game sort of adapted that. But um, I have no like I like I always say that I have interest in going back, but I don't know if I if you will really or not. Will. You know. It's tough to say. I, I imagine at some point I'll find myself playing it again, but I don't know if it'll be soon. Yeah, it's it's there's a it's a lot, right? It's just there's just a lot to it. Um, anywho, hey, no big deal. And then lastly, a rumor came around that Bioshock, a new Bio, Bioshock game, Bioshock Four, technically is uh, been is being titled Bioshock Isolation, not to be confused with Alien Isolation. It's a weird like subtitle, but maybe inspired. Wow, maybe maybe the the crew behind it were like, well, we're isolated. We're making this thing in COVID times. Maybe we'll just call it Bioshock Isolation. Who knows? But it's taking place in a new dystopian city. Um, apparently, this is this is leaked via Twitter. Um, I forget by Ooh Leaks or something was the title of the uh, the people who leaked it. And they also posted an image of what could be the logo for the new game. So how far they're into this, who knows? Who knows if it's all true? It does sound like there's some credibility to it. I don't know. I haven't played Bioshock 2 yet. I have played 1 and 3 now. And uh, I know, Jake, you said I should I should definitely give 2 a shot as well. Yeah, it's good. It's not as good as is one and infinite, mm-hmm. but it's still a very good game. Um, I I did see that they're saying that it's it, they there might it might have been leaked that they'll announce it in quarter one of next year, which would be fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. those three games, I'll be honest. I mean, I would say that two is very good, but Bioshock and to a slightly lesser extent, Bioshock Infinite are literally, I'm not even joking, two of the best games ever made. <laughs> so so I am intimately curious about what the next game is going to be, seeing that Ken Levine is not involved. Now, Ken Levine wasn't really involved in two. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he actually kind of almost disowned Bioshock 2. So... But it was still a good game. So I'm hoping that whoever comes up with the next Bioshock is able to kind of pull off something similar where it's it's still a very good game, Mm. even if it maybe doesn't have that that uh, uh, Ken Levine sort of rubber stamp of of writing and creativity. Um, But I don't know. I am excited regardless. I don't know what this means. I don't know if it like Bioshock in space, maybe I don't fucking know, but like Mm. we kind of got that with prey, 
but uh, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. I mean, it's this is always going to be one of those things that people are going to be curious about. We've been waiting for a long time to see what the next like what is 2K going to do with Bioshock now that Ken Levine's not involved anymore? Yeah, and is it going to even be worth playing? Because this game, this game is going to be under a fucking microscope. It's like one of those games, like uh, you know, Half Life Three or something, where it's like, is there even any possibility that this game lives up to expectations? It's how's, probably how. Not. How is yeah? It? You know what I mean? Like, how could it? I, I just don't know. But I mean, we've been yeah. surprised before, right? We just need sure. to set our expectations at an appropriate level for a game like this, knowing what we're walking into. I think right. so. I don't know. Um, and uh, that's it for the news. So that was a good little list of news. What I wanted to talk about briefly going into 2022, I thought it would be kind of fun to look at where our platinum trophies are at right now. We we get. Uh, some listeners write in, uh, specifically Mr. LJ will write me every once in a while and tell me games that he's working towards the Platinum on, and he usually succeeds, and I'm always really excited for him. Um, but I thought it might be nice because I know some of our listeners care about trophies, Jake, that maybe we could run down some of the trophies, our Platinums specifically. I don't care about the other ones. The Platinum trophies we have gotten you know, over the years and uh, some of the more notable games. I mean, if you want to run through the list, I, there is a site that you can check this on in a more easy way. You cannot filter your trophies on the PlayStation app or I think on the PlayStation uh, console. Like you can't filter by like, oh, I want to see all my platinum trophies. And I don't think that's an option. So that will be kind of a nice thing to integrate. But there is kind of a roundabout way of doing it. You have to have your privacy settings set to anyone can see your trophies and the games you're playing. Mine was previously set to friends or friends of friends. So uh, I used to be able to get my information this way, but I couldn't recently for the show which is why i was thumbing through my phone through all of the trophies i've earned on all of the playstation games i have trophies to find my platinums while we were doing the podcast because we wanted to get the show out as soon as possible to you guys because we felt bad about being a little late on it but i guess the uh the thing is you can go to psn trophies i believe is what it's called right psn profiles PSN profiles psn profiles and, uh, oh yeah, we should probably talk. We should probably just mention quickly that hey, if you've got a PS5, chances are your fucking PSN profiles doesn't work anymore, and you have to change your privacy settings. Because yeah. this is the I issue. had to do this, and I know Fred's struggling with this right now. Is that it, before even when before I got my PS5, I could go to psnprofiles.com, type in my PSN ID, go to my thing, see all my trophies, do all that shit. As soon as I got my PS5. There's a privacy setting that locks your trophies from public view, and it prevents PSN profiles from being able to see them. So from that point forward, you can no longer view your trophies on psnprofiles.com. So what you have to do is you have to go to like your, your account and set it to so that anyone can view your your activity, your gaming activity as opposed to have it be friends only or private or whatever. And then after that, you have to earn a trophy and then go to psnprofiles.com and update your account and then you'll have access to it. It's really fucking annoying. But 
that's what I had to do to get mine to go. And uh, I'm glad I did it before we did the show because otherwise I'd be in Fred's boat and not be able to see my fucking trophies. And you would have been like visually absent from the show, just looking down at your phone the whole time I was talking, like I did to you so rudely. But I was, it was for the benefit of our show. So I do apologize that I was not making eye contact. But I do have my list and I did just update my PSM profile. And uh, hopefully it updates so I can just pull them on here more easily. But I did start updating it. So what I wanted to do is just talk about now. I'm not as 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 heavy of a hitter as Jake is when it comes to his trophies, uh, the platinum. I know Jake, you made you made a point I'm not even that much. I'm not even that. Yeah, but some of yours are you pretty do. damn impressive, especially that Diablo one. But I, I guess so. The one, the my most recent trophy was MLB The Show 2021. It could be arguably a difficult trophy to get. For me, I just enjoyed playing it all summer. So I just kind of naturally got them. There were some I had to work towards. I cheesed two of them with my buddy, uh, LJ, who we were talking about. And uh, he helped me get a couple that were just like never going to happen intrinsically or naturally while I played the game. Uh, it's just more Astros Playroom. Got that one. PS5, first PS5 game. Had to, had to platinum it. The first division, that's kind of an accomplishment. That was a tough one. That was a slog. Uh, Horizon, the original Horizon game, uh, Zero Dawn, got the trophy on that. Back to you, The Witcher, uh, Thronebreaker, which was the Gwent game, but it's like a standalone game that was story-based and really rad that I don't think Jake ever played, but I think he would fucking love it if he did. I know Sarah would love this, but it's called Thronebreaker, The Witcher Tales. I platinum that, which was not easy. Might I add, Marvel Spider-Man, Uncharted Lost Legacy, Life is Strange Before the Storm, which I believe is the Life is Strange, the the DLC for the first Life is Strange. Is that right? Yeah, I got the. I didn't know that had had a platinum. platinum. It says maybe that's both of them, but it came up as Life is Strange Before the Storm. The Invisible Hours was a PSVR game that was very clue-like. It was a really interesting game. I think I might have talked about it. Your VR, uh, you are kind of like an invisible presence, and it's all, uh, the whole game is a quick time game. The whole game is one big quick time scenario that plays out for like, I don't know how long, but depending on where you position yourself in the house, on the property, it's a murder mystery. Um, you have to figure out what happened. Who, who killed this person? So it's a really interesting game. I loved it. The Invisible Hours, really fun. And you had to see all the dialogue, all the different things. Very cool way to integrate VR into a murder mystery. This game was really special. I uh, got the platinum of that. Batman, it's just called Batman. I don't know what Batman that is. I uh, got the platinum. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series. <laughs> which is kind of a cheap one. But it was a great game. Fantastic. Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception. Uncharted 2, Among Thieves. Uncharted Drake's Fortune. I don't have Uncharted 4 Platinum yet. The Walking Dead, A New Frontier. Eh, kind of cheap, but I got it. Infamous Second Son. And then uh, the first Walking Dead Telltale game. So those are the ones that I was able to find of my own. So You said you had 20? It's uh, Yeah, dude. It says 20 on my playstation app i'm oh, i'm actually able to go into it now um they're all on here now but yeah what what about you jake so um so i i don't know that i'm gonna run through all my fucking 
trophies, but I'll just, I have 27 platinums. <laughs> um, and I'll just talk about like some of the more interesting ones. How do you search so, like, on here? So like recently in the PS five cycle, the platinums I've gotten are obviously Fred mentioned Astro's playroom. Um, and that was a pretty easy platinum. And then, uh, I got the Bug Snacks Platinum, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Immortals Phoenix Rising. I got the Platinum in that. I got the Platinum in Miles Morales, and I got the Platinum in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Uh, so those were basically the Platinums I got recently. Um, but some of my most proud Platinums that I would say yeah. that I've gotten, uh, probably the Platinum that I would say I might be the most proud of is the Doom Platinum, mm. the Doom from 2016 Platinum, uh, or potentially, mm, probably Diablo 3 is another one, mm. because that Platinum is just a fucking slog to get, because mm. you, you have to level every single class to level 70, and you have to level an, uh, a Nightmare. Nightmare? Um... <sighs> Whatever the one is that's permadeath, if you you have to level one of those characters to level seventy, mm-hmm. which is imagine trying to max out a character level and it, you can't die one time. <laughs> Otherwise, you got to start start over. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the other one that I was thinking of that I would say is a pretty <coughs> excuse me. Uh, the Last of Us, the first Last of Us, oh, I think yeah. it was a really oh. it was a really interesting platinum. Um, the platinum for the first Uncharted, just because that, like I mentioned already, that that the crushing playthrough on the first Uncharted is fucking impossible. Yep. Um, I have some interesting platinums in here that I think are pretty cool. Like I have, I have two platinum trophies for Skyrim: one for PS3, one for PS4. And apparently I'm on my way to one for PS5 as well. So mm. I could get a third platinum for Skyrim. I could get four platinums for Skyrim total if I did it on PSVR as well, mm-hmm. which is insane. I'm never going to be able to sit through Skyrim in VR for that long to be able to get a platinum in that. Mm-hmm. But that's just kind of interesting. Uh, my rarest platinum <laughs> is me. for Headlander. Which I completely forgot about this game. <laughs> Headlander is fucking awesome. You talked so much about this game when you were in the throes of it. You always brought. It I know it is, but if if people weren't listening back then when I was playing, because yeah. I got this in 2018, yeah. so it's been a few years. Yeah. Uh, Headlander is. It, I think it was one of those. There was like a an original trio of games. I think that were published by Adult Swim. I don't know if you remember this. Adult Swim came out. And, yeah, uh, for sure. They were like, "Oh, we're gonna publish games now, or whatever." And one of them was like uh, this game, Headlander, which is like a Metroidvania, <laughs> but you're literally like a disembodied head that flies around the space station and can take over like android bodies. <laughs> and uh, it's so good. Like for a downloadable, like twenty dollar game, PSN game, it is really really good so i and i assume that like there are probably sales where you can get this game for probably five fucking dollars and if you can i would highly recommend that's my rarest platinum um the uh it might not be rare rarest by percentage 
let's see, what's the rarest by percentage? Now, now to be fair, caveat, this is percentage on PSN profiles. How do you find different. how do you find your rarest trophy on here? I want to do it. Oh, rarity. On PSN or can you do it on PSN? Are you in PSN profiles? Yeah, you can go or to Are you talking about on your account? PSN profiles on, on your account. On your account, you can see your ultra rare trophies. I've got my 6 so my my rarest platinum by a half decent margin is the last of us part one that's my rarest platinum not my rarest trophy Mm. my second rarest platinum is the first dishonored which was a fucking awesome like i loved the first dishonored game Mm -hmm. one of the coolest trophies of that game that i thought was really fun because it suits my play style is you have to beat the game without i think without being seen so you have to beat the entire game without being detected one time by any enemy <laughs> yeah and you might even i think there might even be one where you have to do it without killing a single person so but you know i think i kind of combined them where i wasn't seen and i didn't kill anybody mm. so like uh that that was a pretty pretty interesting one uh my third most rare and I'll just, that'll be where I stop, is uh, Bioshock Infinite. That's my third rarest platinum. Mm. Um, I don't have any but, uh, rare platinums, but I have some really fucking rare trophy achievements. Really? Like what? Like, so, I'm looking at PSM profiles, so you can sort your trophies by rarity, and I picked ultra rare, all trophies. And on December 27, 2014, at 1.33 a.m., we're going back. I got Tails Master in Pinball Arcade. And there's 132,957 owners of the game. And only 3,831 people have unlocked this trophy. So it's a 2.8% of players got it. Which is. Do you want to know what my rarest is? Yeah, I want to hear I'll it. I'll tell you because I didn't technically earn it myself. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh. <laughs> My rarest trophy is Zumba Hero. <laughs> and it's from a, a PS3 Zumba game. Yeah. For those of you unfamiliar with the topic of Zumba, it's a type of workout where you like dance to music. And uh, yeah. I had a Zumba game for PS3 that my wife, then girlfriend or fiance at the time, was playing. And. <laughs> I have it's basically it's called Zumba Hero and it's to complete all the 45 minute classes. <laughs> I love that this is and, on your profile. And uh and a total of 132 people have achieved this trophy. 132. So, yeah. That's good. So it's like 1. Point something percent mm. is what the uh what the rarity is. I'll I'll but uh go in, ahead. Ter- in terms of ones that I've actually earned myself. Yeah. Rarest trophies are uh, these are interesting. Little Big Planet Carding. You remember that game? Yeah, yeah, I do. I got a trophy for doing a multiplayer match uh, in Little Big Planet Carding, and that's because nobody played that game. <laughs> that's your trophy, but just doing an online match with. I I think I was like, you have to hold on. Let me see. Let's see what it <laughs> Come is. Oh, that's cheap. Invite invite three other players into your playgroup. Oh shit! So I had I actually invited people to play. It was like me. And my wife and my brother and okay, my sister-in-law all enough. played together. Um, but, like, 
the like the next rarest trophy that I have is my Last of Us Platinum. Oh yeah, which is at four four point two percent. Yeah. So I know uh, I know one of those other people that have that, and I have uh, one of my most and my fourth rarest because like I'm just looking at like the homepage. It's such an PSN interesting profiles. site. You guys need to go check and this for yourself. It's so yeah, cool. it's really cool. Like like fix your fix your uh, privacy settings so you can view your account on PSN profiles. It's, it's just interesting statistics. Yeah, like my. Uh, my fourth rarest trophy is a trophy from a uh, what would you call it? Like a um, a cult classic of PS. This is awesome. Warhammer 40k Space Marine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the trophy is librarian of uh, Macraggy. M a c r a g g e. Sounds right. It's a trophy from that game, which is. Uh, collecting all of the servo skulls which oh. was which was a collectible in that game that's cool um and then my fifth so there's only five in like the the kind of sneak peek it shows you for rare trophies yeah. my fifth is epic session for rocksmith 2014 oh which is rocksmith is that game where you can plug like a real guitar, a real guitar. into it and you can like play and stuff and uh i got it because i was interested in in doing they, they have some really really interesting tools like training tools for like learning scales lessons doing yeah. learning improvisation and stuff which i was interested in exploring so there's a there's a trophy called epic session where you have to do a jam session where you play for 60 minutes straight and uh which is one like one hour straight you have to keep playing for an hour straight on this jam session thing mm. to get this trophy so that's my fifth rare trophy that's a good one I'm going to double back yes. and, and tell the listeners about two more that I earned that I'm really, really proud of when it comes to rarity. And then we're going to go to stats real quick after this, Jake. So pull up your stats page real quick. But while we're – Pinball Arcade, I was super, super into this game. Super into Pinball Arcade for a long time. And, in fact, I held a world record on it um, for a day. I had, like, the highest score in Pinball Arcade for, like, a day or something. And it was on the Gorgar table. So there's 244 achievers of this, and it is complete the wizard goals on Gorgar. And uh, now, granted, there's only about 1,900 owners, <laughs> but only 244. So to own the Gorgar table, you had to be like, I want the Gorgar table, right? So these are people who are interested in this pinball table. And of the 1,876 people that specifically paid for this pinball table, I am of the 244 people that actually got all of the goals on that table. It's a really fucking hard table. So I'm proud of that one. And then my other one was uh, there was a game that was a plus game called Cine Moria. And it was like a, an old 1942-style top-down airplane game. And uh, there's about 9,000 owners. And uh, it was called Tempest Neminem Manet. And uh, I was promoted to Master Sergeant in this game. And uh, there's only 251 achievers of that one. So that's a rare one that I was super proud of. Very difficult game. And then there are some other ones. You know, games that had a ton of players, like uh, VR Worlds, um, had 110,000 players. Only 3,000 got it. And it was uh, complete all the shooting gallery challenges, which were really tough. And then uh, the the latest uh, Star Wars Squadrons game, I, I destroyed uh, the cruiser at Cavus without any backup, which was a 
crazy accomplishment considering I only played that game in VR and probably the majority of people haven't played it in VR and didn't do it. So <laughs> it's pretty wild that I got that trophy and that many people didn't. So go to statistics real quick and then we're going to wrap up the show, talk about the new games and then wrap things up pretty quick. But I'm just curious, Jake, when you go to stats and you scroll down a little ways, what time, the very last bar chart there, uh, what time are you earning most of your trophies? <laughs> I just want to know what your time is. Because I'm really surprised by the time that my trophies are popping. So, I actually don't understand this chart. And I wonder if it's in GMT. <laughs> because it doesn't make sense if it's not. Yeah, I don't Do you understand know. What I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but what- it has to be. It has to be in GMT yeah. because so because if you shift everything by five hours or whatever it is yeah. for us, because we're GMT plus five, I think is where we're at. So if you shift everything by five oh, hours, oh, it says it what your sense. current time zone is. If you scroll up a little bit, it says your time zone is currently set to UTC. What, what is UTC time? Yeah, so UTC is probably universal time code. Universal time. Yeah. Which is which is GMT. So you're saying right? it's so 5 you, hours you, it earlier. It looks like according to Google UTC is the successor to Greenwich Mean Time, which is GMT. Yeah. So We've all learned it something. is if you're on, you know, you're talking about, you know, that place in England where they have the fucking line. It's like this is where like day one, like the day splits because the mm. time zone starts over mm-hmm. like that is that is GMT. So, uh, so what time so we're is five this? hours behind that. Okay. And if you look at mine, so it says that I earn my most trophies. OK. At according to GMT, mm. 11 a.m., and 2 a.m. Oh. Which which basically what that means in Eastern time is... Six in the morning. What is... So, like, six in the morning or... Ten, nine uh, Ten or nine at night. Or nine at night, yeah. So, th- those are the two times that I earn the most trophies. Mm. So my, mine, is, mine is straight up eight and nine o'clock. So, that's... At int- night? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nighttime gamer. Well, originally, I said 2 a.m., and I was like, man, that's crazy. Like, they must be pulling back from, like, man, some of my younger days. You know what I mean? But that makes more sense with the time code. But, yeah, I highly recommend you guys go to psnprofiles.com. Check it out. We're not sponsored or anything by them. It's just such a rad. It's a shame that PlayStation doesn't break this shit down for you. Like, you can't just access this at excuse me, information, because it is really, really... And they give you the estimate of how many trophies per day you earn, how many unearned trophies you have, your total completion of trophies that you have earned. My trophy rank right now is 369. So that's not bad, I don't think. My total. What's your trophy rank? 336. Okay. Yeah, so I probably have more cheese trophies. They're just simple ones, games I've started never pl- finished. Let's get on to the new games, well, I guys. Think, I, th- yeah. I think... To be fair, too, like, because another thing you can check on this page is trophy progression. Yeah. You can see where your trophies start. And for me, it starts on January 13th of 2010. And I'm assuming yours starts earlier. Where do you see that at? So, trophy progression right above trophies by time. Under stats? Yeah. 
Yeah. So there's like the all oh, the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. color wheels. You. Mine starts uh, October 27, 2008. Yeah. So you had a two-year head start on me. <laughs> That's right, buddy. Because <laughs> I didn't buy I didn't buy a PS3. That's how I told you about Uncharted. I didn't buy. Well, no, I didn't buy a PS3 and uh, and and also got a PSN ID until the uh, the Slim came out. Yeah, which was 2009. Gotcha. Fair enough. Late 2009. That's a testament how long we've been playing the PlayStation consoles. 2000, whatever mine said versus whatever you use. Let's get the new games. Farming Simulator 2022. November 22nd was released. So we're going to tap into some of these that we didn't go through. Uh, November 23rd, and Jake, here's a game that you said was interesting. Death's Door on PS5, PS4 came out. Cold Silence on PS4, Alpine Simulation Game, Let's Sing 2022. Tilting Tiles on PS4 in Together, TWO, Gather, Project Indigos on PS4. It's always a bad idea to name your game shit like that because if you're like, go to together.com. People don't know what the fuck to type. Anyways, November 24th, D- uh, Drizzle Path, Deja Vu, Fishing North Atlantic, Lorn Sword, Winter Chronicle, Strike Force 2, Terrorist Hunt. November 25th, Deer Simulator, Nostalgic Train, Space Elite Force 2 in 1. Interesting. November 26th was Bus Driver Simulator Countryside, Formula Retro Racing, Gardenia Prologue, Instant Sports Paradise, a lot of fucking games, Merrick's Market, Night Strike, Preventive, Preventive Strike? Not Preventative, it's Preventive Strike. Sushi Break, Sushi Break 2, Sushi Break 2, Head to Head, Void Gore, Windlands 2 and then it says December 2nd asterisks and Oblix slap them all this game actually looked really cool I don't know if you saw anything about this this is a beat em up game and the art style is all like hand drawn it's really cool looking As- asterisks and Oblix slap them all looks awesome it comes out December 2nd um, Cricket 22 the official game of the ashes uh, yeah and then Solar Ash and then Col- Chorus with a V, C-H-O-R-V-S, but it's spelled C-H-O-R-U-S on the list, so I don't know if you want to search for that game. It's like a flight game. It looks awesome. Chorus looks right. So Solar, Solar Ash is the next game from that developer that did that game, Hyperlight Drifter, Correct. which a lot of people liked. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe keep an eye out for that if you liked Hyperlight Drifter. Drifter. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, there's there's some games a there. A lot of, you know, I wonder what uh, I wonder what Deer Simulator is like. Coming from the perspective of someone who lives in rural Pennsylvania, I just imagine like, a, like you just walk around eating people's crops and getting hit by cars. Like that's literally all I imagine you doing. And then maybe like hiding from hunters, fucking two weeks out of the year. Deer Simulator, or I guess technically, if you're an archery hunter, it would be a month and two weeks out of the is year. Is Deer Simulator that you're actually a deer? Yeah, your average everyday deer game. Deer Simulator is a game where you take on the role of your average everyday deer. Use your stretchy neck, your stabby horns, and everything a deer has in its arsenal to tear through the city. <laughs> I, I have no clue. I forget about it, you know? I don't even know. But yeah, if it were around here, it would be like, watch out for cars, watch out for poachers, watch out for, you know, don't start. It'd be like, don't starve, uh, you know, get your buck rub on, um, eat the berries, all that stuff. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah. So anyways, Jake, that's all. This is a long show. And if Jake and I went on too long about our trophies and if we went on too long about game difficulties, 
just bear in mind, we're, we're freestyling for you today. And uh, I didn't know our conversations were going to get that crazy and that long, but... I hope that you found something interesting in it. I hope you learned about the PSN profile site. It's interesting. I hope that you learned a little bit about the time zones from Mr. Jake Peters. And uh, I also hope that you have something to say about playing games on easy difficulty. If you want to write in about the show, to the show about that, PS, this is awesome at gmail.com or tweet us at PS, this is awesome at gmail. And as promised, Jake, between now and the new year, we are going to grace our listeners with a Christmas song that both you and I wrote called Tis the Season in NWPA, which stands for Northwest Pennsylvania, and performed by Fred Oakman in the Flood. So you can stream the song on your favorite streaming platform after you listen to it now and just keep streaming the shit out of it so we get all kinds of uh, that royalty money, you know, like pennies pennies on the stream man half half cents on the streams but yeah as i was say I, I don't think you're getting pennies on the stream no you're <laughs> not no you you're might, getting you might get a fraction you might get like penny. a tenth of a penny yeah per stream <laughs> which is pretty accurate to be look it up it's pretty pretty real that's how it works but yeah so that's so, one of these days one of these days we'll have to write We'll have to write another Christmas song. Yeah, we need to and put out a, uh, a seven-inch record for next year as a special holiday thing and make people buy the vinyl. That'd be fun. Digital download would be great. I, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. But yeah, enjoy the song and uh, from our families to yours. I uh, hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. And we will be back next week. Stay safe out there. Enjoy. Enjoy your gaming. Don't forget, be a part of this show. If you're listening, write us. We like to hear from you. We really do. Comment on the YouTube channel. Write us uh, an email. Tweet at us. We love seeing that stuff. Be well out there, guys. So like Hades, Hitman, and Heavy Rain. P.S. This is awesome. Awesome.